Welcome to our podcast. I am Linda Messer. My husband Ron and I invite you to join us in our weekly broadcast of A New Voice of Freedom. Welcome to Season 4, Podcast 104, written by Ronald Keith Messer. This podcast is part of a series we call Poets' Corner. It is from Edmund Spencer's The Fairy Queen, Canto 2C, Episode 6. Podcast 104 is entitled The Weeping Tree. In the previous podcast, number 101, the Red Cross Knight kills Sans Foy. And Duessa changes her name to Fidessa and deceives the Red Cross Knight. Having abandoned Una, his true love, the Red Cross Knight now travels with Fidessa, whose only desire is to destroy the Red Cross Knight for killing her lover, Sans Foy. This epic story is about how the Red Cross Knight, who represents the virtue of holiness, becomes St. George. However, the road is very difficult. It is compounded by the fact that he has abandoned Una, who stands for truth, and now he is in the clutches of the evil Duessa, posing as the daughter of an emperor, when in reality she is the evil Duessa, the whore of Babylon, and represents pure evil. What follows is the first warning to the Red Cross Knight that Fidessa is a wicked witch and wishes to destroy him. Without Una, however, the callow youth does not understand the warning. Long time they thus together traveled till weary of their way, they came at last where grew two goodly trees that fair did spread their arms abroad with green moss overcast and their green leaves trembling with every blast made a calm shadow far encompassed round. The fearful shepherd often there aghast under them never sat. Nee won't there sound his merry oaten pipe but shunned the unlucky ground. Even shepherds won't go near the cursed ground. But the Red Cross Knight, who is fearless, pays no heed. The sun is high in the sky, it is a very hot day, and he seeks rest under the cursed trees. But this good knight, soon as he them can spy for golden Phoebus, now he mounted high, from fiery wheels of his fair chariot, hurled his beam so scorching cruel hot, that living creatures mote it not abide. And his new lady it endured not. There they alight, in hope themselves to hide from the fierce heat, and rest their weary limbs atide. The Red Cross Knight sees Fidessa as the most beautiful woman he has ever met. Therefore he plucks a limb from the tree to make her a garland. A very strange thing happens. Blood rather than sap drips from the broken branch. Fair seemingly pleasance each to other makes with goodly purposes there as they sit. And in his falsed fancy he her takes to be the fairest white that lived yet. Which to express he bends his gentle wit, and thinking of those branches green to frame a garland for her dainty forehead fit, he plucked a bough out of whose rift there came small drops of gory blood that trickled down the same. Furthermore, the tree cries out at the night, begging him not to tear his poor body apart. 
Then the tree warns the Red Cross Knight to fly from Fidessa and get as far away from her as he can. If he doesn't, the same thing will happen to him as happened to the unhappy voice coming from the tree. It turns out that it is not a tree at all, but two former unhappy lovers who were turned into trees by Fidessa and her evil powers. Therewith a piteous yelling voice was heard, crying, O oh, spare with guilty hands to tear my tender sides in this rough rind embarred. But fly, ah fly far hence away, for fear lest to you hap that happened to me here. And to this wretched lady, my dear love, O oh, too dear love, love bought with death too dear. A stoned he stood, and up his hair did hove, and with that sudden horror could no member move. The Red Cross Knight doesn't know what to make of the strange event. He doubted his own senses. He thought it was a ghost from hell or an evil spirit. At last, when as the dreadful passion was overpast, and manhood well awake, yet musing at the strange occasion, and doubting much his sense, he thus Bespake. What voice of damned ghost from limbo lake or guileful sprite wandering in empty air, both which frail men do oft times mistake, sends to my doleful ears these speeches rare and rueful plaints, me bidding guiltless blood to spare. The tree assures the Red Cross Knight that he is no ghost or evil spirit. He was once a man, but is now a wretched tree under the curse of the cruel witch, Duessa. Then groaning deep, nor damned ghost, quoth he, nor guileful sprite to thee these words doth speak. But once a man, fra dubio, now a tree, wretched man, wretched tree, whose nature weak, a cruel witch, her cursed will to wreck, hath thus transformed, and plast in open plains where boreas doth blow full bitter bleak and scorching sun doth dry my secret veins for though a tree i seem yet cold and heat me pains the knight talks to the tree and urges him to tell his story say on fra dubio then a man or tree quoth then the knight by whose mischievous arts art thou misshaped thus as now I see. He oft finds medicine who his grief imparts, but double griefs afflict concealing hearts as raging flames who striveth to suppress. The tree tells the Red Cross Knight that Duessa, a sorceress who has destroyed many knights, is the cause of his wretchedness. Of course, we know that Fidessa, the lady who has charmed the Red Cross Knight, is really Duessa. But the Red Cross Knight, so taken by her outward beauty, is totally deceived. He has no idea that the tree is really talking about Fidessa. The author then, said he, of all my smarts, is one Duessa, a false sorceress, that many errant knights hath brought to wretchedness. The wretched tree continues his story. Ironically, the story is identical to the story of the Red Cross Knight, but still, the enamored youth does not see the connection. Again, Spencer is illustrating the wiles of the devil, who is the master of deceit. The Red Cross Knight easily recognized Sans Foy as evil because he carried a sword and challenged him to battle. But he cannot recognize Archimago, the magician, or Fidessa, the sorceress, because they are craftily disguised. 
Remember, Archimago disguised himself as a holy man, and Duessa disguises herself as Fidessa, who has been terribly wronged. The Red Cross Knight leaves Una for Fidessa because in a dream he was convinced that Una was a wicked adulteress, and Fidessa is a virtuous maiden, calling good evil and evil good. It brings to mind the words of Isaiah. Isaiah 5.20 Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. The tree continues his sad story. In prime of youthly years, when courage hot, the fire of love and joy and chivalry first kindled in my breast, it was my lot to love this gentle lady whom ye see, now not a lady but a seeming tree, with whom as once I rode accompanied, my chance of a night encountered be that had a like fair lady by my side, like a fair lady, but did foul Duessa hide. The Red Cross Knight is still clueless. It escapes him that the tree is describing the knight's own perilous situation. Just as the Red Cross Knight had killed Sans Foy, the lover of Duessa, the knight in the tree had also killed another knight who was the lover of Duessa. Duessa is the whore of Babylon and has many lovers. It is the same scene repeating itself. The tree is warning the Red Cross Knight that he is in peril of his life, but it is to deaf ears. Whose forged beauty he did take in hand all other dames to have exceeded fair. I, in defense of mine, did likewise stand, mine that did then shine as the morning star. So both to battle fierce arranged are in which his harder fortune was to fall under my spear. Such is the die of war. His lady left as a prize material did yield her comely person to be at my call. In every point the stories are identical. Fredubio, now a tree, kills Duessa's lover. Duessa pretends to be in love with Fredubio for saving her. So doubly loved of ladies unlike fair, the one seeming such that the other such indeed, one day in doubt I cast for a compare whether in beauty's glory did exceed a rosy garland was the victor's meed. Both seemed to win and both seemed one to be, so hard the discord was to be agreed. Fraylissa was as fair as fair mote be, and ever false Duessa seemed as fair as she. The wicked witch Duessa uses her powers to make Fredubio choose her over his true love. The wicked witch, now seeing all this while the doubtful balance equally to sway, what not by right she cast to win by guile, and by her hellish science raised straightway a foggy mist that overcast the day and a dull blast that breathing on her face dimmed her former beauty's shining ray, and with foul ugly form did her disgrace. Then was she fair alone, when none was fair in place. Duessa tells the poor knight that his true love was an evil witch, and that he should kill her. Deceived by Duessa that his true love was a witch, the stupid knight turns on her, Duessa turns the true light's love into a tree, and Duessa and the deceived knight leave together, just like the Red Cross Knight. 
Then cried she out, Fie, fie, deformed white, whose borrowed beauty now appeareth plain, to have before bewitched all men's sight. O leave her soon, or let her soon be slain. Her loathly visage viewing with disdain, eftsoons I thought her such, as she me told and would have killed her, but with feigned pain the false witch did my wrathful hand withhold, so left her where she now is turned to treen mold. The knight stays with Duessa. However, one night, unknown to her, he sees Duessa in her true form. She was too hideous to even comprehend. Then forth I took Duessa for my dame, and in the witch unweeding joyed long time, nee ever wist but that she was the same, till on a day, that day is ever prime, when witches want for penance for their crime. I chanced to see her in her proper hue, bathing herself in Oregon and thyme, a filthy Foul old woman I did view, that ever to have touched her, I did deadly rue. Duessa's misshapen body horrified the night. Of course, her description is the personification of evil. Her nether parts misshapen, monstrous, were hid in water that I could not see. But they did seem more foul and hideous than woman's shape man would believe to be. Thenceforth from her most beastly company I gan refrain, in mind to slip away, soon as appeared safe opportunity. For danger great, if not assured decay, I saw before mine eyes, if I were known to stay. Duessa becomes aware that her knight has seen her ugliness, and before he is able to escape, she casts an evil spell on him. She takes him to the same place where she had turned his true love into a tree and cast the same spell on him. The devilish hag by changes of my cheer perceived my thoughts, and drowned in sleepy night with wicked herbs and ointments did besmear my body all, through charms and magic might that all my senses were bereaved quite. Then brought she me into this desert waste, and by my wretched lover's side my pite, where now enclosed in wooden walls, full fast banished from living whites, our weary days we waste. The Red Cross Knight still sees no connection of the sad knight's story with his own circumstances. He has no clue that Fidessa is really the evil sorceress Duessa. The miserable knight tells the Red Cross Knight that only through the healing power of Christ can he be saved. But how long time, said then the elfin knight, are you in this misformed house to dwell? We may not change, quoth he, this evil plight, till we be bathed in a living well. That is the term prescribed by the spell. Oh, how, said he, mote I that well out find? that may restore you to your wanton well. Time and sufficed fates to former kind shall us restore. None else from thence may us unbind. One is reminded of the following words of Christ recorded in John 4. John 4, 14. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. 
Bedessa, who is the real Duessa, overhears the tree and knows the tree is telling the truth. Afraid that the Red Cross Knight will know her true identity, she falls into a false faint. But she had no reason to worry. The stupid knight suspected nothing. Out of misplaced charity, he buries the limbs of the tree to stop their bleeding and turns his attention to the swooning Fidessa. The false Duessa, now Fidessa height, heard how in vain Fra Dubio did lament and knew well all was true. But the good knight, full of sad fear and ghastly dreariment, when all his speech the living tree had spent, the bleeding bough did thrust into the ground that from that blood he might be innocent, and with fresh clay did close the wooden wound, then turning to his lady, dead with fear her found. He forgets the warning entirely as he dotes on Fidessa, thus sealing his own fate. Her seeming dread he found with feigned fear, and all unweeding of that well she knew, and pained himself with busy care to rear her out of careless swoon. Her eyelids blue and dim sight with pale and deadly hue, at last she up gan lift. With trembling cheer her up he took, too simple and too true, and oft her kissed. At length, all past fear, he set her on her steed, and forward forth did bear. Please join us next week as we follow the Red Cross Knight, who is now in the clutches of the evil Duessa. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast.